Hello everyone. Good day. It's heartfelt doses and this is still your host, Lily Chamaka. So for those who have been trying to reach us or have been unable to, you can do this via the following means. You can reach us on Facebook at Lily Chamaka L I L Y c-h-i-a-m-a-k-a you can reach us on twitter at lily underscore chiamaka l-i-l-y underscore c-h-i-a-m-a-k-a you can reach us on linkedin at chiamaka lily ugochuku that's a mouthful c-h-i-a-m-a-k-a L-I-L-Y-U-G-O-C-H-U-K-W-U So you can reach us via all of these means. You can reach us on Instagram to at Medilili N-E-D-I-L-I-L-Y We are always willing to take in your comments, suggestions, reviews, questions, Whatever it is you have on your mind to discuss with us concerning heartfelt doses and concerning nutrition at large. We're always your plug, giving you your nutrition doses. Yeah. So today we'll be talking about self doses. Self doses. And it's basically centered around self-medication. Someone will be wondering, what to consign drugs, consign nutrition again? This girl don't come again. Yeah, I always come. <laughs> so self-doses is, or rather self-medication is referred to as a situation where an individual takes certain drugs medications usually over-the-counter drugs to alleviate pain and promote well-being these drugs are usually unprescribed by healthcare professionals and they are usually used in the case of self-diagnosed ailments pre-diagnosed ailments like ailments have been diagnosed beforehand you know that moment when you have headache and your tongue is bitter and the next thing is ah i have typhoid and malaria and i run over to the drugstore and i tell them please mix malaria medicine for me (laughs) yeah we do that a lot especially in africa where i'm speaking to you all from we do that a lot from a nutritional perspective self-medication occurs when by yourself with yourself for yourself you decide your dietary patterns your dietary lifestyle nutritional patterns without taking into consideration your nutritional requirements your nutritional status or any of these parameters at all into constitution you just do what you feel is best for you self-medication is is not all bad 
it's usually helpful as a first aid in most cases yes it is a part of self-care as who the world health organization recognizes it it is a part of self-care if done right and not done to the extreme so we are going to be looking at how good self-medication can be everything has two sides basically the pros and cons the downsides the upside so let's look at this from every side in africa here basically we have certain nutritional practices that are wholly self-prescribed self-prescribing that even if it is a cultural practice it stems from one person's ideology one way or the other we'll be looking at certain of these practices first to be infant and young child nutritional practices maybe not just in africa in most parts too i've not gone to every part of africa but in most parts studies have shown that these cultural practices practices are very prevalent as we discussed in those numbers most people want to get fat and the shape too most people want to get fat they want to lose weight they want to do all of these things without even knowing their nutritional status simply because okay maybe the culture demands that a woman should have flesh on her bones like why would the woman be so skinny <laughs> yeah some cultures are like that women should have this particular type of shape and body size size so they don't care whether it's healthy for them or not culture has prescribed so just has to be that way in the case of infant and young child nutrition exclusive breastfeeding is struggling in many countries because of self doses like this because the mother is self prescribing to herself that she cannot go through the stress of exclusively breastfeeding her child for six entire months then you know she can't deal she just has to use formula or maybe yeah she will do it for three months and but she clearly knows she has heard maybe on the radio at the antenatal clinic from the nutritionist or any other healthcare professional she has heard that exclusively breastfeeding her child for six months which is the period of six months in which a child a, an infant a new baby has its only source of nutrition as breast milk without any other source even water she has heard that this is to her favor because it builds the immunity of the child it, it, it um, helps her um, be less susceptible to things like ovarian cancer it helps her womb return to the proper position after birth it um, it helps the child less prone to illnesses it saves her 
and her family the money they would spend on buying drugs if a child falls sick often during that period or even buying formula but no she just cannot deal with all of that yes and and then her mother-in-law her own mother other members of the family are not even supportive enough they are telling her this child is crying too much give the child water give the child food one person is putting their by in the baby's mouth the other person is putting a camel the other a camel is it's a grill made from corn you don't know what that is eba is made from cassava yeah they are all processed locally and are indigenous foods so when she's faced with pressure like this and then she has work and nobody's giving her the support she wants uh, Self-medication is the way forward, though. I just need to take care of myself. Baby will do fine. She cares less about that child's brain development at that time. Aside from that, when the child has grown up to school age, because it is the in thing, everybody is doing the same thing. Every child in, in, in the child's school has fizzy drinks, has um, sweets and candies in their lunch boxes. She makes it a point of duty to add that to the child's lunch every day. I actually met a parent that says my child takes a fizzy drink to school every day. Really, every day you pump that child with so much of sugar and <laughs> the downside was the parent was actually complaining to me that ah this child doesn't stay one place so he's so hyperactive but she did not remember that she was one feeding the child with too much of energy like if all of that energy is not spent the child cannot stay, stay in one place it is not possible <laughs> the child has to expend all you've given yeah so you can learn too if your child is too <laughs> too hyperactive watch what the child is eating and, and stop self-medicating that child stop giving the child more than his nutritional requirements also on infant and young child nutrition let's look at the women Household food distribution in Africa is so unfavorable to women and children who are the most vulnerable groups because the choicest parts of food are given to the male folks in the family. Because culture demands that the males, they are the ones that work hard. Even if he's the youngest male in the family, he gets to eat the choicest parts. I'm yet to understand the rationale behind that. But then the women are left to eat whatever is left after the men have had their fill of the best food. But the women are the ones that need these stores to prepare themselves for childbirth. Aside from that, women go through menstruation on a monthly basis. Some women actually menstruate twice every month. Imagine how much of nutrients they lose 
how much of iron how much they 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 just need constant replenishment and then you give them less than the average man gets it's a crazy thing actually the crazy stories we write in our cultures so i'm going to be um sharing this story from the enact module of the fao fatma was married off as a teenager less than 16 actually based on these cultural practices before she even got married she did not even have enough nutrient stores for herself talk more of a child but then she got pregnant in the course of the pregnancy she went for antenatal at the local clinic and the nurses there pre- um yeah prescribed and recommended that they take vitamin supplements your b complex folic acid ferrous just to build their stores for themselves and for the baby because micronutrient deficiencies there's something we call hidden hunger you do not know how much of severe damage that is caused by micronutrient deficiency you think it's only when somebody is skinny like person is malnourished no somebody can be very fat but is undernourished with the right micronutrients and the damages are severe you have things like iron deficiency anemia you have things like iodine deficiency disorder we'll possibly talk about that subsequently but for today let's look at fatma fatma listens to all of this and comes home and asks the other women that had gotten married before her into the family and had had their own children and she tells them see see see, see, see what you know said and they're like hmm those drugs those drugs will make your baby fat and make you have complications when you want to give birth. Eh? The little child, what does she know? Child bride. Ignorant, she took the advice and decided to not take the drugs. Besides, for those of us that take the supplements, we know that some of them don't have very pleasant smells. So she already had an excuse. Smell was not pleasant. Her baby would be too fat. She did not want to have complications. So she just discarded them. Seven months down the line, she was seriously ill. And by the, the time we could get her to the local clinic, she didn't make it. She died. Because of the doses she chose to give herself or rather the doses society chose for her self doses don't do much good take responsibility for your health